Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. We're so grateful to be with you again this morning. I'm Brad Gray. And I'm Janine Ditson. And we are just thrilled that... Uh, we're here with you this morning yes. over the airwaves. We're also thrilled that we're getting a little warm up in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> That's <is> exciting. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's something to look forward to. Although <laughs> it might be fairly brief. I, I got to take a brief trip to Philadelphia last week, and I left uh, thirty five below wind chills to go to fifty five degrees. <laughs> it's amazing. It's fun uh, telling all the people there that. Uh, that they were actually enjoying really nice weather when several of them from Florida and otherwise were complaining. So. <laughs> well, beyond the weather, the the great thing is, is no matter the weather, we have God with us. Mm. And, mm. and we need to begin with prayer. Yeah. So in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Mm. Lord God, creator of all things in this world and beyond, please help us as we enter ordinary time that we continue to be Christmas people throughout the year, that we continue to understand that you are with us, Emmanuel. We pray that we will have miracles in a world that is suffering, that you will show us these signs of miracles in our daily lives, and that we will be committed to you and to the communion of saints, our family in heaven. Help us to prioritize our Catholic faith above all things. It is truly the answer for all that we experience in our life. Let us always remember, God is with us. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Janine. That was beautiful. Well, it's, um, I tell you, every day is a realization of what's not important hmm. and what's important. Yeah. And in all the suffering and all the problems of the world, it's like, it's faith mm-hmm. is the answer. You know, God is the answer. Yes. And um, that's all we can do <laughs> is continue to try and do better. Amen. Amen. And we are excited uh, as we start off this new show to, to, to begin to dive into the things of our faith once again. You know, this is our first chance to be on the radio here in this new year, certainly at the beginning of Ordinary Time. Um, and as we get started, we are going to be joined right now by Deb McManaman, uh, a regional missionary of St. Paul's Street Evangelization. Good morning to you, Deb. Good morning. Thank you for that beautiful prayer. What a great way to start the day. I agree. Oh, it's, it's all from God, Deb. And, yeah, and we are I just know. so grateful that you are joining us uh, because evangelization, that is so important. That is where it's at. Mm-hmm. And for us to be good evangelizers, we really have to um, just open ourselves up to what God's calling us to do. And and I'm so grateful you're joining with us because that's what you are doing. <laughs> so thanks for being on with us today. And, and tell us a little bit about yourself, Deb. I, I like to tell people I grew up Catholic, and I thought I was a pretty good Catholic because I, I volunteered for lots of stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I mostly went to Mass. 
And then I got confronted by about our faith by a family member who'd been proselytized by another faith tradition, and I had zero answers for the questions mm-hmm. this person was throwing at me. And I was like, huh, I need to find out why I'm Catholic, because I kind of thought, no, it doesn't really matter what faith you are as long as you believe in God. And So I started delving into it, and the more I learned, the more I fell in love with the Lord and the Church that He founded kind of like Paul when the scales fell from his eyes, and I was like, mm-hmm. how did I live my whole life yeah. and not know this beauty and truth that was here? And that just that, that literally changed my whole life. And I started praying to the Lord, help me be somebody that can, you know, maybe my family member isn't going to listen to me, but maybe I could be there for somebody else. And so that the Lord just kind of softened my heart to be open to opportunities that would come to me. It's kind of like discovering as an adult that the house you grew up in your entire life had a treasure room in it, and you just never really knew. You just kind of kept walking by the door every day. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And yet yet we have to also understand God's timing in things. Um, You know, we're all on pilgrimage at different places in our life, and just as... As much as we can be at this higher place, we can revert and head backwards, too. So, we have to always trust in our Lord and what He's saying to us and and why we are going through certain things that we go through, you know, on a daily basis, weekly basis, whatever. But um, that, that prayer life is so important to be able to hear Him. Exactly. Yep, I agree. Say, Deb, um, so now I've heard of St. Paul's Street Evangelization before, but I don't really know much of the, the particulars. So can you tell us a little bit about what what is St. Paul's Street Evangelization? What do, what's your mission? What do you do on a day-to-day basis and all that? So we are—St. Paul's Street Evangelization was the apostolate that was started by our founder, Steve Dawson, uh, back in 2002. And he just kind of had the same conversion story where he was a Catholic and then— uh, left the church for a long time, and when he came back and looked at what the church did at the beginning, he said, they were evangelists, why aren't we doing that? And so he started on his own, going out, and uh, the more he did it, the, uh, he started sharing that with other people, and on social media, and pretty soon Catholics across the country were saying, hey, can you help me do that? And so he founded St. Paul Street Evangelization, which is now part of St. Paul Evangelization Institute. So for street evangelization, we have hundreds of teams across the country. We go out into public places and share the good news Hmm. of Jesus and His Church. We have a school of evangelization, so we form people to be able to be evangelists. Tons of great Catholic speakers um, have developed our material, like Mary Healy, Peter Herbeck, Hmm. Steve Gray. And now we have a society of evangelists, which are uh, men that are being formed to serve uh, as clergy in the role of, a, of an evangelist. That will be their mission. Wow. Wow, that's great. So, so you'll just be walking around the streets and kind of walk up to people and just initiate conversation, or how does that work? Well, typically we, we set up in a spot, and we, and, and we wait for people to come to okay. us. So we have tons of resources, like we have, mostly we'll bring like rosaries, miraculous medals, holy cards, Um, all of our items are blessed usually. So we go out there and and we invite people to come talk to us usually through eye contact or a Mm. smile or we'll say, hey, we're giving away free rosaries today, would you like one? And then if they walk by, 
that's okay. They saw a happy Catholic out on the sure, street. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, and if not, or if they come and talk to us, then we then we really start in with you know prayer ministry or answering questions they might have. But you know what I'm really finding from being out on the street now for like seven years is that we we live in a world that is so wounded, and yeah. people are looking everywhere for mm. happiness except where it is, which yeah. is with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it's just been such a fruitful ministry. Wow, it just, uh, it reminds me of uh, one of the one of the great theological works that I've ever read was a work called Theology and Sanity by a man named Frank Sheed, who was a, a street corner oh, sure. evangelist in, in yeah. England, I believe it was, and uh, did it for 50 years. And he it, it cultivated in him such a precision of thought uh, an ability mm-hmm. to express the faith so succinctly and yet so profoundly. It was just, I mean, it's, it's one of the best things I've ever read for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, it, it is just wonderful because, you know, as, as we, Real Presence Radio, the whole purpose is to bring truth, beauty, and goodness and to evangelize, mm-hmm. you know, a world that's seeking. And, and it's just such a humbling experience to be part of this apostolate. And I'm sure for you, being part of St. Paul Street evangelization is much the same, same thing. And it's, it's just so important to bring that love, bring that um, message, you know, to our hurting world like you spoke of. And, and it is, it's, it's hurting in so many ways. There's so much division mm-hmm. and, and we need to work really hard to, to just eliminate that division, at least within our own pews so mm-hmm. that we can go mm-hmm. out into the street and, and speak that truth and love because so many people that do fall away, it's because of something that happened when they were in the pews. And so how can mm-hmm. you speak to that, Deb? Well, before I get to that, I'll just say about Catholic radio is Catholic radio is actually what brought me to hmm. street evangelization because Steve Dawson was on Catholic radio, and I heard him say um, Catholics were out on the street evangelizing, and I said, that's not true. <laughs> we don't do that. We, we just, you know, our faith is private. We just, you know, we go to church, but we don't go out and talk to people about it. But, you know, through that, I signed up for the newsletter and then went through training and became a regional missionary. So I'm just telling you that being on Catholic radio is changing people's lives, including mine. No, praise God but for I that. But I think if you go, yeah, if you go back to, you know, why do we need to be doing this? I think, you know, if you look at, you know, church documents, it says the church exists to, how would you fill that blank in? I think a lot of people would say, you know, to, to celebrate the sacraments and that sort of thing. Right, um, right. Yeah. You're right. It's, it's to evangelize. It's to evangelize. And the catechism even, <clears throat> excuse me, tells us <clears throat> that evangelization is necessary for salvation. Now, how many Catholics know that? Mm-hmm. But, you know, like you said, in simple terms, it's just our world is wounded and lost and needs Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And St. Teresa said, "You just evangelization just means you have Jesus in your heart, and you bring him to the hearts of others, and that's what we do. We're there as Jesus' hands and his feet and his love and his heart, and, and he sends the people that need to speak to us. Right. And, and that's why yeah. it is so important to celebrate the sacraments, to be in that oh, sacramental absolutely. state, because, you know, 
please don't get offended when I say this, <laughs> listeners, but that final blessing that half the people, I don't want to say half, I mean, sorry, I'm over-exaggerating on this, but those of you who leave Mass after communion, please stay for that final blessing, because that's mm-hmm. what is supposed to help us and nourish us and mm-hmm. uh, beyond the sacrament that we go out into the world and we be the hands and feet and the voices, you know, mm-hmm. of Jesus in the world. And so please stay for that. Uh, that's a rich blessing that is meant for all of us yeah absolutely yeah so deb uh, evangelization you, you talked about how you know we have a a world that's very broken people that are very broken right now mm-hmm. there's a, there's a real wound simply in our humanity in general so um you've been you've been working with us for seven years now have you seen have you seen the needs change at all during that time like of the people that you're meeting or is it is it pretty constant and pretty uh, consistent throughout the the, the ages here, um, or do you think this this time presents specific needs for people? What's that like in your mind? Well, I would say that it's pretty consistent. I mean, the need is so deep, mm-hmm. and no matter where we go, we've been outside Walmart's, we've been at farmers markets. One of the places that we go a lot is. I'm, I'm about 45 minutes from the Mayo Clinic, mm. and we pray outside the Mayo Clinic with oh, people. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and the, it's just, there's a constant need. Um, is You know, one of the things I think people are nervous about the most is I think it's going to be confrontational. Mm-hmm. And in my seven years, uh, three times have I had somebody that's been confrontational. Wow. Two of those actually ended up being incredible really? uh, experiences where God... Um, put that person there because I needed to hear them. Um, but, but normally it's not. We're, we're ministers. We're ministering. So, yes, it's always there. Um, one of the last times we were at the clinic, there was actually a, um, a demonstration going on about um, COVID mandates oh, sure. right outside the clinic because they were mandating their employees. And so it was really a different atmosphere than I've ever been in. But surprisingly, People from both sides, because they were, you know, they were arguing. They were coming and asking for prayer. So mm. you know, we actually had a priest with us that day. So he was giving people blessings. We were praying with people. So in some ways it was different, but in other ways we were ministering the way we always do. By um, we actually have a prayer sign that we bring with us. It says "Need Prayer," um, and then we have um, medals that we bring um, and holy cards, like as I mentioned, rosaries and. And so we're inviting people into that peace of the Lord. And, you know, if they come, sometimes we'll see people walk by a couple of times yeah. and, you know, kind of glance at us, and then they'll come back over, and they just they just share their deepest need, you know, with mm-hmm. a perfect stranger because we're there and we're, we're open to praying with them. And so it's, it really is just, you know, just a beautiful experience to be out there. That is you awesome. talked about miracles at the beginning. <laughs> well, I think we're... I'll, I'll tell you afterwards, because it looks like we're, we're close to going yeah, to a break. Right, now. yep. We, <laughs> we are run to a break, but you certainly uh, yeah. whetted my appetite there, with, a, especially with that no. tale about a couple of people that uh, there was they needed to be there. So let, we're going to take a quick break, but on the other side, let's, let's go into that a little bit. I'd love to hear those stories. Right. So we'll be back sure. with more Real Presence Live right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish, one who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. We are having an awesome conversation with Deb McManaman, uh, Regional Missionary of St. Paul's Street Evangelization. Before we went to break, Deb was mentioning how Surprisingly, there there's uh, a lot less opposition than one would anticipate uh, when they're going out and and doing the evangelistic work that they're doing. But there have been a couple instances where where that was not where there was some opposition. But you said that they wound up being surprisingly fruitful. Could you tell us a little bit about those uh, occasions there, Deb? So I, one that particularly comes to mind is when I this was when I was pretty new at it. So uh-huh. <laughs> that was my biggest fear: somebody's yeah. going to confront me. And I was at a an event, um, like a school carnival, and we had a table there, and there was some security officers walking around, and so this man walked by, and he had a uniform on, and I said, oh, thank you so much for serving you know, our country, and he looks at me and goes, I have a problem with the Catholic Church, and I go, <laughs> oh, really? Well, what's that? And he goes, you know what it is. And I said, no, actually, I don't. You know, can you tell me? And he goes, you know what it is. So, of course, I'm thinking it's got to be the abuse scandal. Sure. So I brought that up, and, you know, he said that's what it was, and so we were talking, you know, and, we, and I t- told him about, you know, you know, it's a horrible thing. Anybody who does that should be in jail. I mean, that's not living what God told them to do. They're, they're living against the teachings of the Church, the moral life. It's a horrible thing to abuse anybody. And then I asked him if he had ever read the John Jay report, and he knew of the John Jay, you know, organization because of criminal justice. And mm. so, you know, we just talked about this is an endemic problem in our society. It's not 
specific to the Catholic Church. It's it's everywhere. Yeah. And so, as you know, we kind of talked through that, and then, you know, he said, well, how do you know everything in the Bible is true? And so we talked through that, and then you know, we talked through a couple of other things, and women in the Church, and then he said, you know, why, why don't why doesn't the church just talk about it like you're talking about it? It makes sense when you talk yeah, really, about yeah. it. Well, that you know, it's a good point because there just isn't time in mass to go through yes. those things. So we do need to do a better job of of you know these common sense you know reasons behind these things. But anyway, as he was leaving, I gave him a, a Saint Michael medal, and um, and uh, then he turned around and looked at me and he said. I used to be Catholic. Mm-hmm. So, oh, really? Well, mm-hmm. tell me about that. And so it turns out later I found out there was an abuse situation in that area that he had investigated, and that made him leave the church. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, he just looked at me and I said, you know what? I think God had me here today because he wants me to invite you to come home. Mm-hmm. And wow. he literally started crying mm-hmm. right out there in front of everything. And, you know, I don't know if he did come wow. home. But I know that's why God had me there. Mm-hmm. You know, we call them divine appointments, actually. I think Steve Ray yeah. coined the phrase. But so just by being, just by listening to him, hearing what he had to say, not argue. I didn't argue with him about anything. I just listened, and the, the Holy Spirit gave me the words to respond calmly and, you know, rationally to him, and then to just recognize there's a reason that I was there, and that was it. I was the Lord's hands and feet to invite him. You know, because mm-hmm. that's where healing is going to come, is mm-hmm. by coming home. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when when you say the Holy Spirit gave me the words to pray, I I can only imagine that going into the work that you do, uh, prayer is such an essential component. I'm I'm oh curious, gosh. what does that look like for you? Like, what is what is the the foundational work that you do, um, prayer wise, especially to prepare yourself for something like this? You know, it's funny. I I went a long time. I had a very <laughs> limited prayer life, and now I, I probably spend at least the first hour of my day in prayer. I do, uh, I read the Magnificat, I do a morning prayer with the Divine Office. I've been doing Father, I did Father Schmidt's mm-hmm. Bible in a year last year, and I started again this year. Did too. you? Amen, beautiful. I love it. So, so, so. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, I, I, pray to, yeah. I was getting oh caught up on his bonus episodes, and he was saying how he's doing it as a participant this year, too. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> And then um, I pray the rosary. I have all the people that I've encountered. I, I list their names on the notes in my in my phone, and so sometimes I have time to go through a chunk of them, and I'll say all the people that I that need my prayers. You know, and then I pray evening prayer. So yeah, it's the devil is can get in so quickly mm-hmm. if you don't keep up your prayer and your sacramental life yeah. because you can't give what you don't have. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't go out there and act like your faith is important to you if you're not doing the things that are. They're going to keep you strong in that. Yes, yes. That what you just said—you can't give what you don't have. Wow. I mean, to really take that seriously—that um, every breath that we take, we need to give thanks to God. We need to use it for mm-hmm. God, um, and and it starts with prayer. Yeah, yeah. So, Deb, you you had mentioned earlier um, before the break that the church exists to evangelize. And that this yeah. isn't uh, this isn't just the mission of the hierarchical magisterial right. church, right? This isn't just the the pope and bishops and priests and deacons or those who are working for a church. Like their their task is to go out and evangelize, right? It it's become an incumbent upon all of us, right? Isn't there? 
every single Christian that has been baptized into Jesus, we have a, an essential responsibility to evangelize, right? Right. Yep, the Catechism says witness to and service of the faith. If you look it up, it's, I think it's 1816, is necessary <clears throat> for salvation. So mm. I didn't know that. <laughs> I was that my whole life. Nobody ever told me that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like to follow the rules, so I would have liked to have known that rule. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, as Catholics, we don't grow up learning this. I, one, of the, one of the things I share is uh, Father Dwight Longenecker, who is a convert to the Catholic faith, shared this survey of, you know, different faith traditions were asked, how important is evangelization to your understanding of the faith? And um, it was like, 85% for evangelical Christians and 60 for Lutherans. And what do you think it was for Catholics? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 afraid to, I'm afraid to throw <laughs> a number, honestly. Yeah, it's 3, 3%. 3%. So it's like, yeah, Houston, we have a problem. Oh, yeah. But, you know, that's how I grew up, grew up. Nobody modeled this to me. Nobody mm-hmm. showed this to me. I've been working with... You know, the Holy Spirit is so alive in our church if we just open our eyes to it. And the opportunities that have come up to speak to parishes, to go. I've been working with some schools because I think, really, if we can teach our children, if we can normalize this again with our children, that it's okay to talk about Jesus and share that you love Him and learn how to pray for people out loud in the moment, what will our church look like 20 years from now? Mm -hmm. I mean, this will be who we are is that, you know, we're the person that's out there. We're the person that can talk to you about Jesus. It, and it, it happens. It just You just have to learn how to do it. First of all, you know, somebody gives you the tools, which we do at St. Paul Street Evangelization, mm. then you have to practice it. And it's going to be uncomfortable when you start, because we're not used to that. Yeah. But, but after a while, you know, if you'd asked me 10 years ago if I would ever be out on the street talking about Jesus, I would have said you were crazy. Sure. So I would never do that. And now I don't even think about it. I just It's just part of who I am. And part of my love for the Lord is sharing my love with other people just by being there for them, you know, and, and praying for them and talking about how God can make a difference in your life. It's, it, it just, it's something that we have to be really proactive about to teach people about this. Yeah, and, and in order to be proactive, too, I think a lot of... You know, speaking from a cradle Catholic, so to speak, I mean, mm-hmm. we, we, we follow the rules. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're almost sometimes afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think we need to understand it's okay to ask God why. It's okay to ask okay. questions. And I do think that some of us uh, get into that routine and in, in so forth that, I mean, I have at times in my life, where afraid to ask the questions, why? You know, why God mm-hmm. is is there's is this family suffering? You know, mm-hmm. why is this being allowed? Why? You know, there are those why moments, and it's okay to ask God, mm-hmm. to question God, and and get those answers. Uh, he'll reveal it to you. Um, but I think that sometimes people just give up. You know, because mm-hmm. the, those questions aren't being answered or those things aren't being fixed. Yeah. We're coming to the final couple of minutes here, Deb, but there are a couple of things I want to ask you about. For one, um, what you're doing is a specific and unique call. This isn't what evangelize. this is not the only mode of evangelization, right? So there's, right. there's other ways of doing that. But if 
So, so I'd like you to talk about that just briefly, but then also if someone does want to do what you're doing, how do they go about that or how do they tap into the resources that you guys have? Okay. So I'll give you, it's just streetevangelization.com is our website. We've got tons of resources, trainings. Um, you can get a hold of me. I can come to parishes but for going out on the street. But we also do talk, talk, you know, really simple talks for the average parishioner, like 10 great ways to share your faith. Mm. What are 10 things you could do in your everyday life to start modeling this evangelization? And again, just even if you think of this, listen, be friends, proclaim, and invite. Those are our four keys. And we spend most of the time listening and befriending. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you never get to proclaim. Um, but if you can start by listening and really hearing people, start Start in your own family. I mean, think about mm-hmm. it. your yeah. children or your grandchildren. Ask every day, do they have intentions to pray for? And then take turns praying for those intentions out loud in the moment so that they can start. You can model, how do we pray for people out loud in the moment? Um, and that becomes, again, a normalizing behavior. We use just a model called ACTS, because it's easy to remember, adoration, contrition, thanksgiving, supplication, to kind of help you get a feel for praying out loud. Some people are, you know, like you did a beautiful job at the beginning, but, you know, most Catholics are afraid to do that until mm. they do it, and then it becomes more comfortable. And don't be afraid of being uncomfortable to start with. And, you know, maybe you didn't do it perfectly, but the next time it'll be easier, and the next time it'll be easier. And pretty soon when somebody tells you a hard story, you're going to say, is it okay if I pray for you about that right now? Mm-hmm. And do it. It's mm-hmm. just a beautiful way to share God's love with people. So, uh, you know, again, it's it's natural to be uncomfortable about it because we haven't grown up learning how to do it, but it can be normal. And, I, and we can be such a, an incredible evangelization church if we start doing this. And I, I just see it happening everywhere I go. It's like Great. people have been longing for somebody to tell them how to do this and to show them. And that's what we do. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, thank you so much, Deb, for the work that you're doing. Thank you're you for welcome. thank you for taking the time to be on with us this morning and kind of give us a window into that and into the way that the Lord God is working. You know, so it's it's beautiful. It it's really is. Blessing to be with both of you. Oh well, thank you so much, Deb. I I just ditto everything that Brad said. It's uh, we do have a a world that's hurting, a world yeah. that's. Um, but we, we need to just understand that God's the answer in all of that hurt, that he can bring joy to that suffering. That's right. So thank you so much for being with us this morning, Deb. You're welcome. God bless you both. God bless Have a great you. Day. Yes, you all too. Right. All right. Bye-bye. We're going to step away real quickly, but on the other side of this break, we're going to talk a bit about evangelization on college campuses. So stay with us for more Real Presence Live right after this. Engaging and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 